Welcome to Classics with Champagne and Caviar, where we're two wacky sisters, Francesca and Coco, who discuss our love for classic films. So pop open a bottle of your best champagne and caviar and let's talk classics. Thank you for joining us for another fetching episode of Classics with Champagne and Caviar with Francesca and Coco. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the wonderful classic, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, 1967 box office hit starring Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn, and Sidney Poitier. And Isabel Sanford. Everybody knows her from the Jeffersons as Wheezy. And had a very all-star cast, wonderful all-star cast, also starring B. Richards, who was nominated for Best Supporting Oh, she was Actress incredible in that role. Nomination for incredible. the Oscars that year. Mm-hmm. And it was written by William Rose and directed by Stanley Kramer. Yes, I love Stanley Kramer films. And it definitely talked about something that was not talked about in Hollywood at that time and was one of a kind of its kind. And it was very first in having a female lead and a male lead being of different races. Yes, interracial relationships. And and hitting on the subject of the miscegenation laws that were at the time, because if I'm not mistaken, still when the movie was released, about 11 or 17 states were still illegal to yeah. marry. I'm, I'm not um, sure when the miscegenation law it ended. It ended, yeah. right before the movie was released in yeah. 1967 in June, due to the very famous Supreme Court case of the Loving versus Virginia yes. case of the Loving family, the um, male and the female, the wife who was black and the man husband who was a white, who right. wanted to be stay married and they had to go to the Supreme Court to say that it was legal to be married in Virginia. And if you're not familiar with the Loving Family, um, they had a wonderful documentary that came out. Mm -hmm. I believe it was on HBO Mm -hmm. that you should... um, definitely check out it was beautiful and then there was also a movie that was done about well, it as it's well. actually been twice i know the original movie that i remember seeing when i was a little bit younger so to speak was done with um lila rochon yes and i'm yes. trying to remember who played the male lead in that movie timothy buttons mm-hmm. actually did mm-hmm. that and it was updated and it was done very well um with um if I, I please help me out, I can't remember his name. He's an actor that we love, but it was it was Joel Egerton. Yes, that's played, that's who it was. Uh, Mr. Loving and Mrs. Loving was played by Ruth Neger, if I'm saying yes. her last name yes. correctly. Yes, yes. And it was very lovely done, but it does hit on the subject of the Loving versus Virginia case and the and situation. It's, and it's very true to the documentary. Very you know, true. sometimes they kind mm. of ad lib a little bit. You know, Hollywoodize it, but mm. it was it's very true to the actual documentary. So I thought it was an, an excellent representation mm-hmm. of their life story mm-hmm. so and the hardships that they endured mm-hmm. well so if you haven't seen loving i think guess who's coming to dinner does an excellent job of really putting life for two lovely young people who are terribly in love but just
just happened to have mm. one skin pigmentation problem, as they say in the movie, and or the world together. views it as a problem. Exactly, and I think the movie does a beautiful rendition of how to come home to your parents and not only tell them that you've fallen in love and you've met the man of your dreams, but that he happens to be of a different ethnicity than you. And I think and their reaction. And I think that is very, you know. Appropriate and on point for what the world is going through、mm-hmm. now. I think picking this film really states to what's happening currently, well, right now. Exactly, because I think it shows that you know whatever your background, socioeconomic or economic background, or your race or your skin tone,、mm-hmm. um, love is love regardless of color, and and we have to see past color bounds before we can ever really reach a higher understanding of one another. And true, and we should. Become better people. You're absolutely right, Francesca, and we should all feel free to love whomever we、exactly. choose to love. And I think the movie really shows that in a beautiful manner,、um, but yet does it so comically, but does it in a very humorous way. Yet it talks about all of the things that I think any family questions that any family would have when you bring home someone that you want to marry, regardless of their ethnicity. But then I think they add that other, eth- you know, point. To it by saying that he's from a different race, and then their reaction to it. And and you know what else I love about the film? What I love about it is you have everybody's emotional,、um, their feelings really portrayed in a way that is very accurate, but also and realistic, without being vulgar, but truthful. And you know, and if you understand what I mean by that, Francesca, there was no vulgarity in how they were expressing their feelings, whether they disagreed or disapproved of those two,、um, Cindy Poitier and Catherine Halton getting together、mm-hmm. or not. But they still managed to get their opinions expressed without the vulgarity of being really garish and saying mean things, you know, like they or racial slurs or、yeah. stereotypes. Yeah, and, but, and, but think, it's still very poignant at the same time. And I think the reason for that. That is to show the respect level that they have for one another, although different. Yet、right. they they respect each other as people,、mm-hmm. and to say that yes, we can have differences and be from、right. different cultures, but I respect you as a human being, number one,、mm-hmm. as a person, number two, and number three, as someone that cares about my child and loves her immensely. Yes, and I, I think I it totally does a beautiful、agree. job. And funny backstory on、um, such an all-star cast, you know.、Um, Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn had done eight or nine films before they've done this yes, film, yes. and this is actually their last film that they had done together. Yes.、Um, but Spence,、uh, Sidney Poitier said that when he was a little starstruck when he got to meet Catherine Hepburn, Hepburn. and、mm-hmm. Spencer Tracy, so therefore when he was doing his lines, he could not do his lines in front of them, and there were <laughs> oh course, wow, I, I wasn't right, I didn't know that.、Um, The whole film, he's doing a lot of lines with Sidney Poitier. I mean, Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, but he had to do it in front of another person because he was that starstruck. Interesting. I、yes. didn't know that. Because as I'm、uh, quoted saying that he said that they were such great actors, he felt so intimidated by such an elaborate career and their Oscars and them being just wonderful actors that he just did not feel that he was good enough to be in their presence. Wow, that's amazing. To do his、and、lines, you never would have imagined that、right. because Sidney. 
Portier was so powerful in that film. I know, and by this time, he had already won an Oscar himself for Lilies for of the Lilies Field. Of the Field before so this. that's definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. And I have a tidbit to add. Oh, please do. Um, when they were making the film, mm-hmm. now, I, I actually saw this where Isabel Sanford stated that mm-hmm. there was one point where she didn't have money to come to the set and Katherine Hepburn interfered or intervened I should say with um, Stanley Kramer and mm-hmm. um, was able to you know get her a car to, to come to the set and she was talking about how nice Katherine Hepburn mm-hmm. was and there's more to the story but I'm just telling that and, and mm-hmm. yeah and it was just uh, amazing because she said that she really respected her and that she was very nice to her on the set so okay. I thought that was interesting and I think that's beautiful to show that they come from different backgrounds and she was very, you know, did not wear her. Some Hollywood starlets, you know, are so, as they say, snobs or don't want to see themselves yes. past their their star status. And mm-hmm. for her to see someone who's relatively new mm-hmm. in the business and help them and someone from another ethnic background as well as culture, I think that's beautiful. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was great, you know, to really see the human side mm-hmm. of Catherine. Catherine Hubbard. And mm-hmm. this was their last film together as I was saying and they actually said that Spencer Tracy he died 17 days before this know, movie was isn't released that, isn't that strange mm-hmm. so he never got to see the finished release production nor Catherine Hepburn for that matter because she said she couldn't watch the whole film because it was too hot due to the nature of their close relationship that they had had for so many years in Hollywood mm-hmm. and outside of that that she just could not see the film and I its know, entirety and, and, and Spencer Tracy does such an amazing job because when you see the end of the film, when he gives I'm his speech, you're uh, you're just crying. It's it's just so, it's so amazing. And when I look at that, I I think all the time that that's what everyone should say when he tells them at the end that you it doesn't matter. You picture your own father. Yeah, it doesn't um, matter having that beautiful speech and mm-hmm. talking to you and really, I mean, you could see it was such a moment at that soliloquy that he gives is so beautiful. It's so yeah. real. It's so all that honest. matters is that you love each other. And I think that that's the whole lasting mm-hmm. point of the whole movie, mm-hmm. and it just be- brings the movie to a beautiful end. It does. But she did not see the end of the film, and but. He did win, or I shouldn't say win, he was nominated for an Oscar that year, although he did not win. But she did win, mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn, for And best he actress. should have won. Exactly. Right. It was nominated for Best Picture as well as um, Best Supporting Actor for Cecile Calloway or Cecil Calloway. Cecil, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who I always loved as well. He's Being the a, comic a relief of the, of the entire movie. A veteran actor. <laughs> I always loved him, his character acting, his work. But it was a box office hit of 1968 and mm-hmm. Sidney Poitier was actually a box office smash in almost every movie that he had produced and came out with in the 60s, including In the Heat of the Night and To Serve With Love. Mm-hmm. All of these films were just back-to-back Yeah, and the, and the interesting thing was Isabel Sanford, she was on there before she would later star in one of my favorite all-time oh, what's that? television shows. <laughs> oh, come on now. You know. The Jeffersons. But I was going to say before the Jeffersons mm-hmm. because that was a spinoff of the show. Oh, what's that the, no, I don't know. Do tell me. You know. All in the family. Are you kidding me? Oh, Archie I forgot. <laughs> One of Eat the longest-running television shows. Yes, my absolutely favorite. One of my favorite. 
you know, television know shows. I didn't yes, know you know I love all the I family. mean, you have so many. I didn't know that was your absolute favorite. Archie Bunker. It would be so amazing if you had Archie Bunker living in these today's in today's times. Oh, what would he say? I well, know, we won't I know. go His there. His colloquialisms <laughs> would be amazing. Right? His reads. So yeah. But neither digress. And as we know, Catherine um, Houghton, who plays the character in the film, their daughter, was Catherine Hepburn's niece. Mm-hmm. She looks just like her almost. Really, when mm-hmm. you really when you really see them together, you're like, oh, they look so similar. And now they you favor. know why. Mm-hmm. Right. And she had a very up-and-coming, promising career at the time that this movie was done. Mm-hmm. So as we get onto the storyline, as we've already stated, so you have these two wonderful young people who have met in a very short period of time while they were vacationing and in Hawaii and have fallen in love within a matter of a week. Yes, some people say that's impossible, but love, love at first sight. <laughs> love at first sight does happen. Right. And they come from a very different background, as we say, Sydney Poitier is... You you know, a very famous black doctor mm-hmm. doing all kind of wonderful work in Africa Charity work in Africa, and Caribbean yeah. and all of these places. And mm-hmm. then we have Catherine Halton's character. Who's like a young ingenue, you know, pretty mm-hmm. much trying to find mm-hmm. herself. And she comes from a family, from what we gather, that's very liberal. Her father, mm-hmm. who's played by Spencer Tracy, and shall we say that Spencer Tracy is no um, new person to the father role, as he was in Father of, of the, the Bride, bride and Father's Little Dividends. So this is a very good, you know, avenue for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the editor-in-chief of a newspaper that Correct. tries to be very liberal and speak the truth and be on the side of what's right. Mm-hmm. But I think all of that is pushed to the limit when she comes home to say, hey. And her mother, who was uh, right, she was gallery. She was an art gallery, but you get the impression from the very mm-hmm. beginning. Liberal-minded. They're, they they're were very liberal-minded. They lived in San Francisco in mm-hmm. a place where, you know, things were new. Right. People were very up and coming and in the mind frame of, you know, appreciating new and differences in people, whether mm-hmm. it was of color or sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. So you get the impression all of this is happening. They come home. She's gleaming with glitter. Catherine Halton's character. Like any of us are when you just when you, you meet fall the man of your somebody. dreams. He's perfect. You're like, wow, he's the one mother. He's the one. Right. And she can't stop talking about him. And you see in the mother, Catherine Hepburn. She's happy for her. She's, she's sees her daughter with all this love and all this you know just joy and peace in her heart and eyes and soul and then she's like I just want to meet this young man that's brought this joy to you Mm -hmm. and then she meets him and you see for the first time a look of disdain it's not even disdain i want to say it's questionable you know questionable because they're placed with a dilemma as they make note of in the film Mm -hmm. that you teach your children to be liberal-minded and open-minded and to love everybody and welcome everybody but sometimes you never think that by teaching them that they would actually um do what you've said to do all these years so you're at a crossroads you're at a crossroads you're like yeah i said that but did i actually mean that and I think that's the the point of the film is to hit on that really get past do you really mean it when you say it because we have to we have to really think about it Mm -hmm. um are we as people as open-minded as, as we portray as we portray mm-hmm. or we say or we convince ourselves mm-hmm. that we are and I i'd like to feel that um i me and you francesca mm-hmm. i believe we totally are you know you know we've 
who we've met and where we've gone. So I would say absolutely. Mm -hmm. But does everyone actually feel that way? And when you place a story like that in what's happening in today's times, it makes you wonder, are we as people, do we really have these feelings still? Mm-hmm. Or are we really open-minded and mm-hmm. really want to just be accepting of everyone mm-hmm. and love everybody? And I think the beauty of the film, as you were saying, Coco, earlier was that, you know, not only do you see it from the perspective of her parents, Correct. you see it from the perspective of Sidney Poitier's parents. Absolutely. And so they both have objections to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very poignant to see that both sides have their opinions and stereotypes or thoughts or negative attitudes but can I say this about that that I found interesting Mm -hmm. what I found interesting in the perspectives on both sides Mm -hmm. was that both of the fathers Mm -hmm. if you will felt the same they were they felt the same way and they were um, against it Mm -hmm. and both of the mothers were were for it but I think you look at it from Remember in the film that they saw the romantic side of it, the love mm-hmm. side of it, mm-hmm. the mothers, Catherine Hepburn and B. Richards' character. Mm-hmm. They see it as two young people who love each other, and that's all that matters. Whereas and also because Sidney Portier had his wife had died. Mm-hmm. He was married before with a son, but they unfortunately died in a plane crash. Right, correct. But I think they were still seeing that it's not about color, it's just about the beauty of two young people who love each other. And that they needed each other. Exactly. And and Catherine Hepburn knew, or she saw that her daughter needed um, mm-hmm. Sidney Poitier. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, as the father, and I think that's the beauty of showing it from the father perspective, you know, as the male of any household you want to be the voice of reason for your um, family and teach them Mm -hmm. you know the things that are in the outside world how is the rest of the world going to see it and all of the battles that you might have to overcome and that was what the two fathers were seeing it from that you're going to have to face a lot of adversity and you're going to have to be in the presence of people who are going to look at you in disdain who are going to be outright disgusted and appalled by the nature of your relationship but and that can unfortunately take your relationship apart and they don't want to see that pain between you know the hate of the outside world to ruin what you have you know and and I thought that was very important because he states that in the end when he gives his speech about if you know people would yell you know certain racial slurs to you how would you feel how would you deal with Mm -hmm. that because I think sometimes when you are with someone who might be of a different race than yourself and you're loving them and they're loving you because I've, I've certainly been there. And then when you have to go outside in the real world mm-hmm. and then you're faced with people saying these catechisms and saying these things, mm-hmm. it's it's it, it can snap you right out of it. And then you realize, well, wow, I, you know, do I really want to hear that? Mm-hmm. Can I face that every day? Can I hear that every day? And I right. think not only that, we think about, you know, any marriage, you're going to have children. And right. I think that was the right. number one thing that Spencer Tracy's would you uh, want character, his grandchildren to be would you want your that? children to have to endure the negative attitudes of the world? And because you're unfortunately, you can't isolate yourself you can't. in any culture, in any world. Mm-hmm. And I think he was saying that ultimately, and that was the beauty of the soliloquy he gives at the end mm-hmm. was that you know if you have any ounce of love that your 
his parents felt and her parents felt, then you could survive, you could win. And I would like to say this and bring it into today's time since mm-hmm. we've been talking about this. I just want to give like a shout out to Prince Harry and and uh, Meghan Markle and and Princess Meghan Markle. Or she's the Duchess or Princess she's Duchess. Now. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I am so happy for them. Mm-hmm. And I hope they stay together forever. They make such a beautiful couple. They have a beautiful baby. And I think that the world should support them. And we need more of that. Mm-hmm. More love. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I had to say that because <laughs> we're talking about interracial relationships. We're in them. They're in them. And I just, you know, I believe love is love. So love I, I want love. them to be happy and they deserve every happiness. And as we navigate in harder and challenging times each and every day due to the pandemic, as well as other problems that we are seeing daily, the only thing that can get us through these challenging times is love. And Absolutely. to be supportive of one another and Absolutely. to, regardless of the differences that we face, to acknowledge those differences but embrace those differences with love and, and support. Self- Celebrate and celebrate, celebrate. differences. You whether know, when you're a part of the LGBTQ community or the Black community or the white community, absolutely, you embrace one another and you cherish each other because you never know what tomorrow will bring. Absolutely, and the main thing is, like we keep saying, Francesca and I, love is love. We mm-hmm. need peace. We need love. Nobody needs uh, hostility, anger, hate. Get rid of that. Let's all love each other. And could you imagine how beautiful the world would be if we did? We would be a rainbow of beauty. Absolutely. Stanley Kramer, thank you for this film because it does a beautiful job, like we've said, of really expressing, you know, if we're never the first to say how wonderful something is, then we'll always be afraid to come out of the shadows. And this movie absolutely comes, it brings that fear out of the shadows to say that it's okay to love someone that doesn't look like you that doesn't talk like you that doesn't act like you and how boring would it be if we did we're not robots (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so they meet and you see the family meet each other meet Sidney Poitier's character for the first time and of course he's a outstanding doctor in the medical community as well as in the community Mm -hmm. so I mean and a lot of people had a problem with this um they did um, unfortunately, a lot of people when the movie came out, especially in the black community, did have a problem with Sidney Poitier coming off as, you know, um, perfect, so to speak, because oh, yeah, of yeah, his I've, I've read that. Um, stature of saying that he could only be not flawed to date someone of outside of his race for the film. Hot but wash. I think that the reason that they did this, and I think it's beautiful that Stanley Kramer and the writer William Rose who wrote this did it like that was to say that you know if you took away his race you should have no objection to for, whatever he, yeah. to for your daughter to marry him so if you it add was an interesting race it was yeah it was an interesting it, dynamic to put right so what would be your obstacle in denying him exactly now? so I if you, you. put you. all of these things in the pot minus his skin color mm-hmm. you know you would say oh undoubtedly he's the best choice so you for my daughter you couldn't use those things against him exactly mm-hmm. so then now when you add his race into the pot you can say okay well that 
that one thing and that's the one thing that's going to test your mind to say am I really mm-hmm. you know believing in the stereotype or do I really care about that is it a really big thing for me I mean what makes him different from someone who isn't black that's a outstanding doctor who's mm-hmm. you know the best in his field mm-hmm. so and I think that that's beautiful that they did it like that well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What was your take on the Isabel Sanford's character? The, the things, the, Yes, the things she said to him. How did you feel about that? And I think that that's very poignant to say that, you know, as we were saying before, that a lot of people from both sides of the spectrum um, would not agree with the mm-hmm. two of them being together, Sidney Poitier and Catherine Houghton, and Isabel Sanford, you know,'s character was negative towards the relationship. But do you think that she was negative towards Sidney Portier because he was black or because she just thought that he was um, too advanced for you know, I think her or, or, you know, reasons. trying to, to con her per se? No, I don't even think it was that. I think it's just, you know, when you've lived in a very segregated type of mentality, it's very hard to get that mode and mind frame Mm -hmm. and to come out of the shadows. And I think this is the beauty of the film to say that what if, you know, there are a lot of people who want to cross the line but are afraid to. And I think that this movie Mm -hmm. is to say that you can. And I think her character and other characters in the film Mm -hmm. um, who were negative towards the relationship, um, as we see in the very beginning of the film, Catherine Hepburn's co-worker at the art gallery. Oh, that was a read, um, honey. A read. She did not um, like the fact that they were together although mm-hmm. she played it mm-hmm. off that they you know she didn't care but yes. you know that she didn't she was of the Caucasian um, race so it shows you two contrasting people one white one black that um, they both did not agree with the relationship and they were from two different economic backgrounds one was an art gallery worker and one was the maid for the family who's known them for so long right but I don't think it was because she didn't like him because he was black I think it's just when you're set in a mind frame and you're stuck to a stereotype you don't want to come out of it and you can't see what's past skin because you've been mind framed or brainwashed to believe one way true but I think with the Isabel Sanford in many different ways you're correct, but I, I think in the Isabel Sanford mm-hmm. um, perspective, she was coming from a protective mothering type of role. I think she definitely was. You know, I'm not going to say that with a lady that worked for um, Catherine Hepburn's character in the film. I think hers was more of a racial, judgmental type of um, attitude. Oh, her co-worker. Yes. Well, I think, you know, in because that Because you, you saw how she read her and told her to leave. Well, yeah, and I think that that showed that even Catherine Hepburn in the film knew she doesn't even like her. Right. And she knew right. that she probably had bigot um, feelings in the yeah. past, but you deal with it. But this was her opportunity to say, hey, 
this enough is, is enough right yeah. absolutely and I, I just think the Isabel Sanford character like I said it was more mothering type right, of perspective it probably was Protective. more mothering but even with that I think it's still you know you are in a mind frame that we at that time in the 60s a lot of people just did not want to cross past a certain line of you know I want to get out of my community and mm-hmm. step towards another because you're told it's wrong when it's not and I think it's so poignant that this film was done around that time and it was right before Dr. King was was assassinated Unfortunately, yes, he um, was assassinated you know. one year later mm-hmm. in fact there's a line in the movie that was eradicated and was not put back into the movie until years later oh which one was that um, Isabel Sanford makes a comment um, when the Catherine Houghton's character told her to make an additional um, I think turtle dove mm-hmm. for the meal because Sidney Poitier's parents were coming for mm-hmm. dinner in I addition. Remember. I remember. And so I think if the phrase goes because it's very hard to find this statement in the release of this film because you'd have to find it in the original mm-hmm. release which they didn't put in. They took it out. Um, she says something about well who's next coming to dinner? The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. That's right. That's right. I've, I've heard that. They I've took heard it that. out mm-hmm. because he died um, of course unfortunately in April the 4th in 1968 a year mm-hmm. later after the film was released so mm-hmm. out of respect they you're took right it you're right I film. remember that I remember I yeah. remember that so it's hard to find that movie there are some versions that you'll see released where it does have that mm-hmm. film that line in the film mm-hmm. so yeah but it is a beautiful movie and as we go along they all come together um, eventually and as you find out he has not told his parents B. Richards and his father that he is marrying a white woman Mm -hmm. so they don't find out as well and so this is a shock to them Mm -hmm. they come to visit the family in San Francisco because they live in Los Angeles and they Mm -hmm. are coming by plane and they go pick um, Catherine Houghton and Sidney Poitier go pick up his parents from the airport and so they're they're in complete shock. I mean, it's literal mouth drop. Um, <laughs> it is <laughs> in the film, and it's very funny. But uh, so there, everybody is in shock at this point. Sidney Poitier's uh, parents are in shock. Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn, everyone's in shock, and they're all meeting for the but first time. But I would time. like to say one thing: the priest. Um, you know, Cecil Calloway. Calloway. Mm-hmm. He Martin is Uriah. supportive. It's it, it's funny because he's the main one that's like, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if, as long as they love each other. As long as they love each other, mm-hmm. and I thought that was like such an important important thing. Mm-hmm. A friend of the family who tells mm-hmm. them that love is the main thing, and that he also says something to the nature that marriages of this nature typically last, last longer than regular yeah. marriages. In that one senior Ryan, I remember. <laughs> I remember he was he was. Great he was the comic relief, he I really, feel. Really was. He really, film. really was. So they're all together trying to work out this notion of, you know, should they get married or shouldn't they get married? And they're getting all different opinions. Of course, Spencer Tracy saying no. Catherine Hepburn saying yes. V. Richard saying yes. Mm-hmm. His father saying no. Mm-hmm. And then there's one famous scene in the film that is just so beautiful and so wonderful. Uh, Sidney Poitier talks to his own father, in the film and talks about um, how he does love Catherine Houghton and wants to be with her regardless of her color. And they get in kind of a little battle. Yes. And his father... I mean, it was a powerful battle. Right. And his father basically tells him he owes him his life because... 
you know, he slaved as being a mailman to get him to become the famous doctor that he is. And Sidney Poitier basically tells him that, you know, although I respect you as my father, I don't owe you my life to do for you to control it and tell me who I can and cannot love. And exactly. the beautiful line that I'm talking about that Sidney Poitier does deliver to his father in this film was that he tells his father, you look at yourself as a colored man and I look at myself as, as a man. man. And, and it's I, so and beautiful. I, and I think that's powerful because I think like first generation African Americans, you see yourself that way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the descendants of African Americans, um, not diminishing how first descendants felt I mean, it one not at all, mm -hmm. but you see yourself as a person, you know, mm -hmm. without those stigmatizations. Not and not saying that you don't know that you're an African American. Mm -hmm. Nobody is saying that. Right. But it's the way in which you choose to live your life, mm -hmm. which was what I feel that line was mm -hmm. about, and why it was so poignant mm -hmm. between the father and the son, mm -hmm. because the father looked at his life with having those limitations, whereas Sidney Poitier looked. Not. He looked at his life as, as as if he didn't and i think it was even proven to show that you you know you were a a post worker a mailman mm -hmm. and he became a doctor mm -hmm. so he was looking at himself as someone that's reaching for something greater greater and not in a, think, not in a negative way not but whatsoever I think that, that takes that mind frame to to be greater you have to see yourself in a different light you know absolutely any person whether you're white black anything you know asian hispanic it doesn't matter you know you can't just limit yourself to your skin tone you can be anything and anyone and i think that that's what the movie shows mm -hmm. in his character regardless of your skin tone and your ethnic background and where you come from absolutely and i and i feel like basically the underlining tone was um we have to eliminate those barriers mm -hmm. how, how, how you see yourself right depicts a lot of times how you live your life exactly are and you I gonna also do you know how you see yourself will depict how other people treat you if you only see yourself in one way people will only see you in that way true now of course you will always have people who unfortunately live in their backwards um, hated thinking and and mm -hmm. that's unfortunate uh, and you're never gonna change that mm -hmm. but you will have people who are gonna see you for what you are and it's gonna be the the people you least but, expect. But are we defined by our race? I think that the point of that movie is to show that you're not. Exactly. And that you're not, and you don't have to be. That's just you as a person mm -hmm. and where you want to elevate yourself as time progresses. And yes, you might be the first at that time, which was beautiful in that movie because they are going to be the first or one of the first mm -hmm. in that area mm -hmm. in their life in San Francisco in America. But if, if it doesn't take one, you know, where would the rest of us be? So for those ones, exactly. you know, exactly. we've been able to progress into a better country, a better world. Exactly. And that's why I said, and I'll say it once again that I'm so happy um, for Prince Harry and Duchess uh, Meghan because mm -hmm. they are the first and right. it's 
it's like a breathtaking scene mm-hmm. to me. Well, to they're us. the first on that scale, but you have yes, so on many that, on others. That, I'm, I'm saying on that scale, right? So that have catapulted and mm-hmm. married each other. I mean, like I said, you had the loving. Um, oh, true, absolutely, relationship, absolutely. And so imagine, but the I just believe that being in the royal family—that's to a di- another dynamic. Oh, of, course, of course. So that's what I meant about of that. Course, so, of and I think it's absolutely breathtaking because they're showing the world that love is love. And it's just beautiful that this movie came out, of course, right before the miscegenation laws were demolished. The anti-miscegenation laws were demolished in the rest of the 50 states. Mm -hmm. And right during the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. Right before Dr. King died. So it's just all of these things pin so many things. This, This movie brings together so many you know, points and and topics and, you know, things about discrimination. It even talks about age discrimination. There's yes, a scene in the film. Um, it's it's <laughs> been comedy. You know, uh, goes to, you know, get ice cream and take a break from all of the festivities that's going on with all of these people coming to dinner. Mm-hmm. Him and his wife, Catherine Hepburn, go and they get ice cream or he gets sorbet, something to that nature. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he goes to like a drive-in, like, you know, an old school Sonic or yes. something, as mm-hmm. you would say back in the 60s. And as he's bagging out, he unfortunately, you know, kind of rear ends into another car. And the driver happens to be African-American. And then the driver kind of gets out of the car and gets a little upset with him and talks about old people don't need to drive anymore. <laughs> so and and then you know of course Sydney, you know Spencer Tracy is like, why does this have to happen today? Not only am I, you know, um, my daughter brings home this wonderful doctor and he's black, you know, and he's great, and I've got to come up with this reason of why she shouldn't marry him. Yeah. You know, I go to get ice cream, I get rear-ended, and the man is black, and then I'm getting told I can't don't need to drive anymore <laughs> because I'm. Seeing Island, oh, and Catherine Hepburn was great in that role because, because she's see, laughing. You see, sitting, you, you see, um, Spencer Tracy. Spencer Tracy just really having a rough time with that individual, and she's just calm, cool, and collected, and just right. and just laughing. Exactly. It's, it's just a very it, light it moment. This this little scene and this little kind of you know escalation of events in the movie kind of remind me of when Spencer Tracy was in Father the Bride, <laughs> and you yeah. know all of these little kind of mishaps were happening mm-hmm. right before his daughter Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> those French doors in his house, and his suit with Leo G. Carroll, you know, all of these things <laughs> happening right before she gets married. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that. He does such a wonderful job mm-hmm. playing this austere father. And they were so good loving, playing off funny. each other with that. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. did in Adam's Rib. I just thought it was well, hysterical. they make such a good, you know, partnership of being, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, the domineering father figure. Yet he's sensitive yeah. and loving and caring, but he doesn't want to show that side. Mm-hmm. Yet Catherine Hepburn, who's domineering in her own way, but yet yes. sensitive and caring in her own way as well. They play off very well with each other. They do. It's like she can finish his sentences, he and can he finish finishes hers. Right. Yeah. So you had so many things going on in this film, and then you. See her standing up to him, uh, Catherine Hepburn, telling, you know, Spencer Tracy, I don't agree with what you're saying, and I'm going to support her all the way, and I'm going to fight you with whatever. And then another mishap, he's shaving in this scene where they're going back at each other, <laughs> and he puts his shaving brush in his cocktail yes, instead yes. of his shaving glass. So cocktail. it's like all of these little things are happening to him that's just not making his day, so to speak. Yes, that's and it's like just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like all these comic reliefs. I love it. Mm-hmm. I just love the film. Love it. 
so in the end, as we were wrapping up, um, closer to the end of the film, you see everyone gives their own poignant speech of why they should or should, or not, should not get not be married. Mm-hmm. So Spencer Tracy takes all of these opinions, comes to his own final thoughts, and he gives one of the most powerful performances in his entire career, which is why he was nominated for an Oscar for Best Actor. And he tells them that, you know, they're going to have to hold tight to each other and really love each other if they're going to ever overcome, you know, the negative racial attitudes of the world and be the first to show that you can overcome the negativity of other people's hate and love one another and really succeed. And it goes back to... And have a beautiful family. It goes back to what we all know that's true, that the only way to overcome hate is is through love. Is through love. So that is such a beautiful film, and we totally encourage you to go watch this film. If you have not, please go get it. And, it, and can we say one say thing? You, a I, I know Francesca doesn't, she's not in the sicky mood today, but I was just <laughs> going to say that the, they the do a beautiful song, song. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. You've got to live a little. I mean, you've got that's to love. That's the story mm-hmm. of love. That's the story. That's the glory of love. It's a beautiful song. It, it really is truly beautiful. So that's going to wrap up our episode of Classics with Caviar and Champagne, or Champagne and Caviar with Francesca and Coco. We certainly hope you have enjoyed this episode. And once again, we love all of our fans. We appreciate the mass, massive support that you guys have been sending us, and we love Continue. you. And please don't forget to leave us reviews great reviews we love you guys and thank you and until next time and also on one last note we do want to thank those who are out there working and putting their lives on the front lines each and every day absolutely during this pandemic you know as our numbers increase we do encourage everyone to please stay at home Please keep yourself safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, keep your area clean, wipe down whenever you can. Mm-hmm. But we want to thank every healthcare worker, every healthcare provider, every doctor, every doctor, every nurse, whether you're a nurse or a doctor, all of those in sanitation, all of those in yes. the hospital period, whatever your role is, we in thank the stores, you. in you know, mm-hmm. packaging our foods, mm-hmm. you know, at the meat plants, at the at, at Amazon, all these places. Everyone who's putting their life out there, we thank you. We certainly do. We love you guys. And until next time, bye-bye.